A very warm welcome once again to the 14th episode of the second installation of Iftar for Soul, Justice, Justice to Self and Beyond. Once again, I'd like to dedicate this episode to uh, the Yaqeen Institute for the founder of Yaqeen Institute, Dr. Sheikh Dr. Omar Suleiman, compiled a wonderful series of 40 hadith on social justice and how how can we use and apply those principles in today's times and understand that justice is not a responsibility of people sitting on thrones it is also a responsibility of the of the people in vulnerable positions as well as uh, in powerful positions we have uh, gone through the uh, methodologies uh, highlighted in the first seven episodes and now we are looking at the uh, uh, p- particular incidents that took place. Um, and today's incident is actually an extension of what we uh, reviewed in the last three episodes where it was about the shortchanging people, deceiving people and uh, uh, law making, right? So if you are in, the, uh, in, in a position to make a decision. So usually all of this comes with um, you know, shortchanging people or deceiving people or or even to to make a law even to pass a decision all of this what the, the common theme in all the in all these scenarios is that the person is usually in this in, in the position of power so he has that upper hand so to say um we don't have to think of it in 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 in, in, in dynamics of a, of a social status but it could be any situation um if if, if two of my friends are, are arguing and i'm the one uh giving them um the advice around the decision um, making here, you know, usually in our groups or we all have a friend to whom we all go to to seek advice, uh, be it anything after um, about life, uh, about about our relationships, etc. So you see here, this person ha- has an upper hand. So an upper hand doesn't always have to mean something um, uh, related to status. Um, so what we are going to look at today is is um, the, the the privilege that uh, of the elite. Uh, people. So uh, Dr. Omar Suleiman rightfully named this episode elitist privilege. Um, so I think, I think we, we need to understand one thing that there will always be privileged people in the society, right? So that's something that, that natu- naturally has been there. And, and you know, especially, you know, if, if, if we are born in, 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 if we are born as kids of celebrities, well, we are born with certain uh, privilege, uh, access to wealth, access to power, access to status, politi- politicians uh, that have been ruling countries. Uh, for example, Pakistan, you have certain ruling parties that have been going on since, since years at the moment. So, and, and you know, they, they continue on the legacy of their forefathers. So you see that, that uh, tribalism, for instance, uh, the people um, take great pride in their, uh, in their tribes. And this is exactly what was happening at the time of the Prophet Muhammad So today's hadith would actually also throw, shed some light upon the political environment um, of, of Mecca, of the Arabian Peninsula. This is something that, 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 that really goes unnoticed um, because of the sheer importance we give, which is not wrong, of course, uh, to the life of the Prophet Muhammad but we also need to understand what, what, what was the, the, the political uh, atmosphere uh, at that point when, 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 uh, when he... Um, when when he claimed prophet at the age of 40 years old so until the age of 40 he was living as a normal ordinary human being uh, amongst them uh, of course his his attitude did not even change after that only that his message which was he he decided to preach was was different um at that time and we need to understand that the, the tribalism imagine them as 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 you know tri- 
living amongst different tribes uh, has a lot of um, authority and superiority inferiority there's always this this war going on they, like everyone they want to maintain their 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 name like you know uh, we 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 might get this idea from different movies that we watched uh, that span different cultures where you have this the name of the family is important uh the, not, not losing the face so for, for instance in 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 royal families they have to maintain the the name of the family by watching all the actions that they do and especially um uh if you if you look at the 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 kingdoms at the moment you know it's not easy it's not difficult to to not familiarize ourselves with this so here you see that you know usually privilege can come as a virtue of finance race ethnicity gender or even geography uh so there sometimes there there's also you know we cannot do much about it so for example right now if you look at the geography um um some of the people have even argued that how the countries are are actually placed on the world map the, the the map could also be upside down and would not really make any difference where the position of the of the country is but if you also see that the people the, the countries who are on the on the on the on the, on the top of the of the map are also in power at the moment so the 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 direction uh is was to some extent can also be irrelevant where you put the north and the south so you know it's it's really interesting um uh, it was a really interesting article i i i'm 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 afraid i'm i'm forgetting the 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 name of that article at the moment but i think if you uh if you if you google it you will you will find some uh credible uh, credible sources that you can read that so today's hadith is about uh, is narrated by the wife of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam so even yesterday's hadith was also narrated by his wife uh, today we are talking about aisha radhiyallahu anha um so she uh, she narrates that there was a woman uh, from the, from the quraish from from, from the tribe uh, from one of the tribes in the quraish so this woman was of great importance and uh, and and she oh, because she was also from the tri- tribe of uh, of uh, banu maqsum and this tribe was also the tribe of abu jahl so if we looking at the history of that time abu jahl was one of the most if if not the most uh, important um one of the most important tribal leaders of that time like he was he 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 enjoyed uh, great status um he was uh, he was one of the most pristine leaders and also one of the, one of the one of the people who uh, made life difficult for the for the people who were uh, the, the pro- um who prosecuted muslims who also put them in boy- uh, social and economic boycott for up to, for up to 3 years um so abu jahl uh, enjoys great status and influence in, in in that society um so his tribe was one of the most powerful tribes and and we should also understand that at, at in this point in time people if you denounce the religion of the tribes you're basically denouncing the tribe itself so religion was 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 uh, was also uh, played a major role in the identity of that tribe so if prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was was preaching that went against the teachings of the religion that was a outright war warfare that i'm 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 challenging your your tribe so you see there was lots of uh, lots of um, there, there was there was there was plenty uh, feelings of animosity and this the general sentiment was of animosity between anyone uh who would who would challenge the, the the powerful tribes so going on with the with the narration so banu maqsum's uh which was the same tribe of abu jahl so it was one um so it was also very very wealthy and a very rich tribe and they were not used to being held accountable because again you had this 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 at the advent of islam the beginning of the of 
the preaching of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam before that, uh, cheating was, was very common, deception was very common. Uh, people who could get away with, um, uh, with injustice, uh, the oppressors, uh, were usually the one in power and the, the, the vulnerables were highly impacted by all of these uh, um, uh, uh, laws, so to say. So the, so the thing is that the, so this, this woman, she was caught stealing and uh, people have reported around, around, around her that she was a frequent thief. So and uh, in this particular act, she was caught red, ha uh, caught ra red handed. So the, the, everyone was like, so who's going to intercede on behalf of this woman? Because they did not want to challenge uh, this, uh, this, this woman at all because she had a great influence in the society. So and usually so the, the the historians remark that this took place at the very end of the life of the prophet muhammad and so the the, the, the mecca was conquered uh, prophet muhammad was uh, was in the position of the sole authority um so he was in the authority of mecca and medina uh, so uh, so this case had to be taken to the prophet muhammad so the question was who would intercede on her behalf to go to her, uh, to, to go to prophet muhammad so they chose usama ibn zaid so and usama ibn zaid was the son of zaid ibn harith who was a slave of prophet muhammad who he lived Later on, adopted, and if you read the account of of, of Zaid ibn Haritha, it's 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 beautiful how he describes the way he was treated. Um, so much so that that that, that even uh, uh, he he would um, he would be considered his own son. Ahibul, uh, I, I think he was called. Uh, just, just give me a second. Hibbu Rasulullah, he was called because of his connection, um, because the the, the bond and the, the special bond that they both shared of of love and affection. So. Um, Osama, Osama, Osama ibn Zaid is basically was also considered the, the grandson of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the sense because his father, so Osama's father, Zaid bin Haritha, was adopted son of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So uh, Osama, uh, Osama ibn Zaid was looked upon as his um, uh, grandson, um, equal to his blood uh, grandsons, uh, Imam Hussein and Imam, uh, Imam Hassan, the, the children of Fatima, his daughter, and Ali ibn Abi Talib, so the fourth caliph of Islam. I think this, okay, I have to slow down a bit. It could be <laughs> quite overwhelming. So Ali ibn Abi Talib. So his incident, we refer to yesterday's episode where there was a shield uh, of a Christian who was stolen and then he went to the, uh, the judge. Uh, so, this, so this is Ali is a son-in-law of Prophet Muhammad So Ali was married to the daughter of Prophet and the daughter's name is Fatima. It, it will come now in this incident. So they both had kids also. Uh, one of them were the two of them were Imam Hassan and Hussein, so who were the grandson of the Prophet Muhammad So this Osama ibn Zaid, the son of Zaid ibn Haritha, was also considered an equal of uh, an equal to to this uh, grandchild of Prophet Muhammad So. He was, and he was, the, 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 Osama radiallahu anhu was so powerful that, and he was so well known that even uh, at a very young age, he was very smart and cunning. At the age of 17, he was, he was put as the head of, of, of the Muslim army uh, to, to lead them. And um, so here, when, when, when Osama ibn Zaid was sent to the Prophet Muhammad so to intercede on behalf of this woman, Prophet Muhammad remarked, are you trying to intercede for someone in a way that would overcome the prescriptions of Allah? Will your intercession for someone royal cause me to disobey Allah? Prophet Muhammad then stood up and called for a sermon. And he said, Those who came before you were destroyed because... Those who came before you were destroyed because if a noble person amongst them stole, they will let them go. But if a poor person amongst them stole, they readily punish them. 
in Quran, so the so the, the uh, so end quote uh, parentheses in the Quran, uh, Allah, Allah mentions, um, no, excuse me, this is not end quote. So this is part of the hadith. So it goes, it, it continues. But if a poor person amongst them stole, they readily punish them. In Quran, Allah says, we punish them when they become oppressors, when they became oppressors. I swear by Allah, even if Fatima ibn Muhammad was to steal, I would punish her. End quote. So here you see that it's, it, it's, it's a profound, it's, it's, it has so many different lessons that we can derive from this hadith. It's, it, the list just goes on. On one hand, you have, on one hand, you have this, this culture of, uh, of, you know, kind of using a connection to get away, you know, to get away with the, uh, with the law. And then on the other hand, you see the justice that is important here. And then on the other hand, you see that the, the, the social status, the tribal position does not matter at all when it comes to, the, to, to, to establishing justice. The, th the other thing is that now people could, could have also remarked that uh, maybe Prophet Muhammad was taking revenge because Prophet Muhammad's tribe was in direct competition with the tribe of Abu Jahl. So Banu Maksum from the tribe from the, where this woman was. Now imagine this uh, political environment. Now... This was one of the main reasons why Abu Jahl was so much against Prophet Muhammad is because that they used to claim that why was the Prophet sent in their tribe and not in our tribe. And so if I, being the leader of this tribe, of my tribe, accept that Prophet Muhammad is a, a prophet and he is coming with the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the truth, with the message, then it would be like I am I'm, uh, I'm, uh, going against my tribe, the interests of my tribe. So you see that the pride of the tribe gets in between here. That's why they were, they, 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 they were, this was also one of the reasons why they were, they were strongly again, violently against the teachings of the Prophet because they knew that if they accept the message of the Prophet then they would get the superiority in the, in the, independent, uh, in, in the city of Mecca. And they would be the, 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 they will have the upper hand and they did not want this to happen. So, so basically a, a typical game of politics, right? Where you have two parties fighting against each other. Now what's even more powerful, so, if, 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 um, uh, so upon, upon, upon research of this hadith, the woman who stole was also, her name was also uh, Fatima, Fat, Fatima bint al-Aswad. Um, yeah, Fatima bint al-Aswad. So what makes this statement even more powerful? So the daughter of Prophet Muhammad was actually present at that time. So he said, even if it was my Fatima, so even if it was Fatima bint Muhammad, she would, uh, she, she would be punished as well. So he wanted to make even his family realize that even if you are the children of the ruler here, you're not, you're not going to enjoy any privilege when it comes in front of law. Law applies to each and every one equally. And this is a profound statement. This is a profound and a beautiful example for people to, to, to take lessons from that, that the ultimate authority here, like Prophet Muhammad is teaching a lesson to all his followers that nothing, nothing matters when it comes to establishing justice. Not your religion, not your color, not your gender, nothing. No, no, nothing plays a role when it comes to acting fair. And then Allah, Allah reminds, uh, the Prophet Muhammad reminded us that even Allah mentioned in the Quran, that the people before, so who were these people before? 
Bani Israel, the children of Israel. So when if if you look at the, if you look if you look at Bible, so uh, Omar Suleiman uh, referred to, to 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 Bible in the Matthews in 20, 23, 23, 23, where Jesus where Jesus was exactly preaching the same idea that you know the, it was so easy it was so easy for people of power to get away with uh, uh, with with injustice with, with with the criminal acts, but when it came to the poor and the vulnerable of the society, they would they, they would they would apply the most violent, the most vigorous um, verdicts, pass vigorous verdicts on them. So you know, even if so, when when we um, uh, so so upon so the other the other comments on this hadith is that uh, the, the the woman actually um, um, stole something also from the house of the Prophet Muhammad sallam. So she she would also stole uh, something from the, the caravans of Medina that were heading to to Mecca. So Prophet Muhammad sallam. When he conquered Mecca, I don't know. I, yeah, I think I mentioned this also. If you look at the conquest of Mecca, keeping in in light the history, the, uh, the historic events that led to the conquest of Mecca, it is by far the most peaceful conquest of any city that has taken place in the history of mankind. It's 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 beautiful. The the the, the conquest of Mecca. So what happened at that point? Prophet Muhammad uh, was was known to be lenient towards people, and and this is why they felt that you know they could take the step that they could perhaps you know he's such a lenient person. But where did they get this idea of being lenient after the conquest of Mecca? Because even when Prophet Muhammad entered, Prophet Muhammad uh, remarked that if you take refuge in the house of Abu Sufyan, you're safe. So he did that in spirit of bringing hearts together to tell people that, okay, no matter what your belief is, that we can all work together now. So even if I'm conquering your city, the same city you, 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 the same city where you tortured me, where you literally physically abused me, verbally abused me, and I'm conquering now, but I'm coming in peace here. And then you see that Prophet Muhammad said that Abu Sufyan, uh, he wanted to, to, to bring hearts together. So he wanted to maintain his status in society. And Abu Sufyan was one of the main leaders of the Quraysh at that time. Because all the other leaders of the Quraysh were, were killed in battle. But, um, so Abu Sufyan was one of the remaining ones of, of influence. So Prophet Muhammad to bring, to, to remove this animosity with, and, 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 with, and instead of taking any revenge, he said, if you take refuge in the house of Abu Sufyan, you all are safe. So... So here he wanted to he wanted people to understand that that status quo was the problem the the problem in the society was the status quo and this exactly this he was what he wanted to uh, to 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 to, uh, to demolish that no person of privilege no person of of, of connection can can benefit uh, can can benefit or can bypass law um, when it comes to wronging or oppressing someone and and thief and and robbery is clearly one of those examples. Um, so now moving moving forward, we we also see that um, um, that why Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu So we already visited the reason why he mentioned Fatima ibn Binti Muhammad to give an example. But we should also understand that his relation to Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu uh, Prophet Muhammad relation to his daughter was well known that how much he respected and he loved her. So when she used to uh, enter upon him and, you know, if there was a gathering, he would stand up to welcome her. He, by the way, there's another hadith of Prophet Muhammad where he did not like when people would stand to re in respect for him. He wouldn't let people stand, you know, and you know, you see nowadays what happens, you know, when you, when you see this person of power w entering a room and everyone rises to show respect. Prophet Muhammad never liked that, even if he was, he enjoyed the, the, the position of a ruler that these people enjoy in today's times, who, who, who expect people to stand up and, and, and respect. 
he did not like that but when his daughter would come he would stand up he would kiss his forehead and actually he would make her sit where he used to sit so imagine how much how much affection and how much especially in times where even showing affection by men so in today's times where you have this toxic masculinity masculinity prevalent where people wouldn't even kiss their own children there's this one other another saying of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam where where a man saw the prophet sallallahu uh, kissing his own uh, grandson uh, imam uh, the hussein and hassan that we talked about earlier um, the man said to him that I have ten kids and I'm not I don't even kiss them. Uh, and then he was like, it's 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 not my. Uh, uh, so he said something in lines that it's not, it's not upon me. It's not my. Um, I cannot do anything if, if Allah, uh, if if you have no rahma, if you have no mercy in your heart left. So you see that Prophet Muhammad would would in public. Establish that that you know. Being, being, showing mercy, showing love to 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 people has got uh, as is 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 a masculine trait as well. Like it's not only something that that you could be like, okay, I'm a tough guy. And I don't know. I cannot show emotions in public, etc. So you see that even if with all the respect and all the love and mercy that he had towards her, even she couldn't escape uh, justice. So even if she would have done something like this, Prophet said, even she would be um, uh, brought to justice uh, in this case. Um, and, and what's really interesting is that, you know, we, we talked about the third, uh, the second caliph of Islam. Uh, so right after the, th- in the third year of the death of, after the death of the Prophet Muhammad Umar bin al-Khattab, uh, the, the just uh, caliph, as we, we talked about him, he, uh, there, was, there was a famine in the third year and people were stealing in those times. So at that point, even if it was, uh, even if it was, even if there was a lawful justice, uh, excuse me, if there was a, even if there was a punishment in place according to the law when it came to stealing that was lifted at the time of the famine because he said it is the duty of the government to provide provide enough means for people so that they do not resort to uh, violence or injustice so he removed it he said he said and usually the people who who steal are the ones who are unprivileged who are vulnerable of course people who are elite they steal money they they steal power you know that's why that's how they got get up there if there's a huge gap between the poor and the rich you see that here uh, one of the one of the scholars, uh, what was his name? Uh, Imam al-Juwari said a beautiful thing. He said that you need to open more ways for good than close ways of bad. So if you open more ways of good, the ways of bad will automatically start decreasing. And I think it's a powerful statement that that even if some some Islamic scholars even argue that you, that that the the the, 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 the the, the punishment of adultery, you cannot punish adultery if, it, if, if, if getting married is getting so hard. So you see that, that we, we need to be also very practical here, that we, we, the flexibility that it offers, that, that all right, that, okay, if you have, if you have that, 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 that law of punishing people who steal, but at the same time, there are so many people who do not, who do not even have access to uh, water or access to food. And and you see right on the other side of the uh, of the of the road, if you have these these people, you know, flourishing and and and, and having their luxury uh, luxurious lifestyles, then 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 where's the balance here, right? So is it is it fair then for for these people to to uh, uh, to be to be punished just because they were they were ste- they they were stealing something to fulfill their necessities? So, so I think this was this this is a very interesting. Um, 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 Incident here uh, during the life of the uh, of uh, Omar bin al-Khattab. 
And then another thing is that, um, you know, we, um, uh, there was this once, so the, 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 the Sunnah, so the, usually the practice of Prophet was that he used to free all prisoners of wars. Uh, so Haile bin Amr was one of that. So he was captured and uh, Omar said that, you know, Osama bin Khattab, you know, he was known to be very uh, powerful guy. And he was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to have fun with this one. Let me pull his teeth out. He has done to us then more than anyone else has done. And he's saying that to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So during the war, um, uh, Suhail ibn Amr has been captured. And uh, he has done a lot of uh, harm to, 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 to the Muslims. So Omar was like, you know what, now it's time for it. It's time for justice now. So let me go and get it. Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu said that I will not mutilate him. Lest Allah will mutilate me even if I'm a prophet. If I torture him or mutilate him, Allah will do that. So you see that even... Even before, you know, this is a thousand and four hundred years ago. So even before Geneva Convention, the laws of torture, uh, uh, the laws of, of, of uh, how to deal with the, with the, with the prisons of force. Before all of that was written, thousand and four hundred four years ago, Prophet ﷺ is giving a lesson that even if I'm a prophet, I cannot afford myself that, that I mutilate this person. This is not okay. You cannot treat people like that. You cannot treat people, you cannot torture people like that uh, if, if, you're, if you're taking them as captives. Actually, back, I mean, I'm, I'm, seriously, I'm not going to talk about what, what happened uh, during, the, during, the, <clears throat> the, during the, the, the reign or uh, many, many people have talked to me about what, what the Ottoman Caliphate did in, the, in, the, in, the, in, in certain parts of the world. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, I'm not going to look at the Ottoman Caliphate to tell me what Islam was teaching me. I'd rather look at what Prophet Muhammad and his companions did. Because this is where these are our teachers. Right? So that, that's the question. Who are you taking your teachers from? Who do you look up to to know what a certain religion teaches? Or what do you look up to? So you see that, that, that it's, 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 such, it's such a beautiful thing to, to talk about. Because, you know, if you, even if, so Omar Suleiman, Dr. Omar Suleiman was commenting on this also when he was talking about that, you know, if you look at the war on drugs, like uh, he, he recommended a documentary on uh, called the 13th, Nixon's War on Drugs, to see... The, 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 the injustice, the, the, the unparalleled, uh, excuse me, the, um, the unjust approach to, to, to claim war on, on fighting against crack and uh, cocaine. Because it's, it's interesting what he said the statement that cocaine is the, the, the crack for rich people. So you see that how people who were dealing with cocaine were dealt with and how people were, who, who were, uh, who were um, smoking crack and how they were dealt with. And you know, this is really interesting, like, you know, I live, I, I, I've seen this privileged people who snort on cocaine, who, in, 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 so Germany is one of the first world countries, and cocaine is snorted there. Like, how does it even get there, right? You have people, um, which is a great thing to do, and it's a very noble cause to fight for the, for, for, for the animal rights when it comes to veganism. But what about the supply chain of cocaine? So there's so much cocaine consumed in Berlin, and in, 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 you, you, you go to clubs, you go to bars, it's everywhere. Even if you, if you get together with friends on a weekend, you, the, the cocaine is on the table. How does it get there? What about the, what about the other people who, who, who become, who become who targets, uh, an easy target, and, and claiming, yeah, we are fighting against war, we are fighting against drugs, we are fight, fighting against this. Just look at who are they exactly uh, penalizing there. Who is getting punished there? Look, you look at these, all these wars that we are going to bring democracy to the Arab uh, world. You know, the, the war in Iraq, what happened there? The war in Afghanistan, the war in Pakistan. There were so many easy targets out there. Like, why don't you first take care of, is there no corruption? Is there, is, is there, is there no, are there no problems in the U.S. that you need to solve first? 
and and that you you start going out and 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 you know barging into countries that you know like where how how does it all of this sound fair to, uh, um, and then if someone else does it and then you call them they're war mongers they 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 mongers they 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 are violent what whatever so you know we we see this 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 clear um i'm i'm the, the, the thing is in my previous few phrases were a bit i was i i am reluctant to 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 uh, to say too much in this podcast because it's not the scope of this podcast i'm not getting political here i'm not i'm not here to shame a particular country uh my idea is that the misuse of power this global the, 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 some countries that become the the the, the global police or they they want everyone to follow their way of uh, dealing in politics this is where i have a problem with we cannot we cannot forget the mess some countries are created who are on the forefront now of human rights and being and 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 claiming that you know they are the, the they are on a higher moral ground the the, the 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 actions of just a generation before them the the actions of them are resonated and are still people are still suffering from those actions in today's times there are so many countries at the moment who are still their currency for instance is determined by some super, uh, some countries in power so you see that there's there will always be this this gap so you know we we need to for for example like you know in 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 dubai when i was living there wasta is a very common word wasta is a word that you know you 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 have a connection somewhere to get things done easily you are guilty as soon as you take uh take uh wasta to take to take the benefit of wasta to to go against law you are guilty of that no matter how religious you are but if you are using wasta to get around the law then you are guilty of using it i have seen it in front of my eyes not only in dubai also in 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 places like germany for instance so you know we we look up to establishing law and what not if you are if you are a foreigner if you are a a um a refugee for uh, of all cases the treatment that you get and the treatment that a white person or the person of germany or german white person would get it's completely different i have lived that myself even if i'm not a refugee being a foreigner the kind of treatment you get um that i that, that i've received in dubai as well as in the cities that i've lived in germany it's completely different so you see you have you have this so you know we 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 don't have to that's what i was saying we don't have to go freely to the throne or to the parties or the political parties we 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 can we can we can sense that in us like how we treat how we treat how the law is treating and how are we treating our people around us and i would i would i would bring this 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 episode to an end i i think i know you you can talk endlessly about this but i guess it's better not to get too much into detail because it's a it's a very sensitive topic but let's stick to the to the crux of all of this so the, i will end this with the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said that the example of so, who supports um the example of someone who supports what what you know the the the, the oppression is like is like you know a dead camel who who um that falls in a well and then it's then it is pulled out by by the tail and that's it but you know if we so looking at the the, the commentary in this hadith is that the dead camel here is a corrupt system it's the oppression and what happens is that you know and if it's taken out by the tail who takes it out by the tail so if allah takes it out by the tail if allah takes the dead camel out you see that it has contaminated the water it the smell of it everyone suffers because of that and that well is no longer usable you cannot use that well anymore because the dead, dead, uh, there was a dead camel in it who knows what kind of diseases you would get out of that if you start drinking water so you see this 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 powerful hadith that that 
the system affects everyone. The 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 bad the the, the corrupt the oppressed oppressive system affects everyone. For for even 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 for people who who come afterwards. So for example, if 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 we are born in in with with a golden spoon in our mouth, what are we doing? To bring about a change, to bring about, to challenge the 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 um, the, the oppressive uh, uh, regimes. How how difficult is it? You know, we always see these uh, movies where you know uh, uh, a, ch a child break frees through the um, uh, from the from from the culture of their family, the tradition and whatnot. Yeah, I'm going to give my life. I'm going to want to be free. And then you always have this this this. Uh, music in the background that you've been liberated from all the pressure of your family and whatnot but why don't we also start making movies on how oppressive certain certain systems are like we we there's always this um list like the happiest countries in the world and usually they're the nordic countries and i can tell from my experience and from what my friends have told me who live in those countries that how difficult it is for me as a person of color a, per, a, per, a person who does who is not uh, an, a local and native, how difficult it is for them to get an apartment in the city center. There's a systematic, uh, uh, systematic uh, apart, um, a division there. Like what people live in, what quarters of the city. It, it is it it is it is evident it is evident in Berlin itself, where I live. In 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 Copenhagen uh, was was the problem where my 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 friend my friend faced uh, issues and then of course Denmark Sweden they are the they are the top uh, top countries the happiest people live like who for whom how based on what are you um, uh, judging if it, uh, if it's the happiest place to live or not are you considering the treatment towards the people of color the other day the, the a video surfaced uh, from Sweden where uh, um, uh, from refugees the the teacher was forcefully requesting not forcefully requesting, force, forcefully making uh, two girls um, speak uh, indecent words they thought they were uncomfortable speaking. But she was forcing them to speak. She was like, yeah, this is not your country anymore. You need to, you know, you need to speak up. So what is giving that right to the woman? How, why is it so easy for her to say words of hatred towards, uh, uh, towards them, towards Islam? We need to see that every religion has to be protected to, against hate, not a particular religion or a particular people of, uh, of, 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 uh, of a particular religion. Law applies for all, regardless of the, the, uh, the, uh, of the privilege. May Allah help us, help us to stand up against these, um, uh, uh, the, uh, not only stand up, but first help us identify and make us realize what can we do, what can we do to, to purify our hearts, purify ourselves, and how can we purify uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the cities, the communities that we live in. Thank you so much for tuning in.